Coming up on Heart and Soul, we're taking you to a boxing clinic that's giving young kids hope. We meet a woman whose firm was behind the modern wing. We introduce you to a few entrepreneurs who are cooking up the perfect recipe for success. Cooking is just truly the time when family comes together. It's truly a time when you get to talk to family. And we check in with a group using hip-hop as a means of education. When I say hip-hop, you say detox. Hip-hop, hip-hop. It's all next on Heart and Soul. Hello, everybody. I'm Cheryl Burton. And I'm Jim Rose, and welcome to another edition of Heart and Soul, the show that takes a look at what's hip and happening in and around this great city that we call home. Throughout the month of February, many people across the nation celebrate the great accomplishments of this country's most profound individuals who have left an indelible mark on society. Now, in this episode, we'll introduce you to some local Chicagoans who are hoping to make a difference in the community and leave their own footprints in the sand of life. Here's Karen Jordan with a look at two guys on a mission to groom countless young boys into educated young men. Here's their story. When class lets out at Paul Revere, the school of hard knocks begins for these young guys who are learning self-discipline and self-respect at an incredibly early age. These boys, who range in age from 5 to 18, aren't just learning how to train their bodies, but their minds as well, thanks to these foster dads who are filling in the gap. We started the Ring of Hope program because a lot of the crime and gang activity that was going on in our community, and we were just trying to find some type of vehicle that we could use to engage our young men in positive activities. And so we thought that we could use boxing as a vehicle not only to get the young men involved or engaged, but also to teach them some type of focus or self-discipline. This concept, known as the Ring of Hope, began in the summer of 2010. Our hope is that some of the things they're learning within this program will also transcend into their homes, in the community, as well as in the schools. The kids get help with their homework thanks to a team of volunteer workers. Round it out. The program also devotes a period of time to physical fitness, and then it's time for boxing. Boxing as a sport, it really requires focus in terms of how you stand, the type of punches and angles and so forth and so on, and we're seeing that our kids are able to learn this. After the sparring session, the boys have a candid talk about life and what the future holds for them. We learn self-defense, self-control, self-respect, to set goals in our life that we like to reach. Like, whatever you want to do, you can put your mind up to it and then work hard for it. We feel the necessity to fill in the gap where fathers are lacking, where um, significant men in the households are lacking, so they learn the things that a young man needs to know. This grassroots organization was launched without any funding except for a few local business owners who donated their time, money, and resources. Bye. What excites me is the fact that it's keeping me off of the street and that they're actually helping me with boxing and school. I hear these young kids fighting in the streets and shooting each other. And I say, it's got to be another alternative. 
And I really enjoy, you know, working with the kid. I feel there's a calling. They know we've been there. They know we know. They know we love them. They know we understand. You have a lot of kids, you know, that don't have male role models at home. I'm just hoping that maybe that they see what I do with my son to kill the notion that, you know, there's no good fathers to take care of their sons. In addition to exercising and learning the mechanics of boxing, these little warriors also distribute food to the homeless and less fortunate every Thursday, hoping to learn the importance of community service. We're trying to bring young men together from different sides of the community, different gangs, to come together and talk and dialogue and learn together to really deal with some of the gang violence in our community. These kids are very much susceptible to the violence that plagues their community. So to protect them when they're most vulnerable, they're escorted over to the center by Sam Binion. Every morning at 7.45, from Monday through Friday, the children meet me on my porch. Not only has he impacted the lives of these young boys, but his presence in the classroom helps the teachers focus on teaching rather than disciplining. Once our boys get settled in, in the classroom, I go to every teacher in the morning, check on the behavior of our young men. When Sam goes to the school and comes back with various reports, we have what we call the community circle, and we make these young men accountable for their actions. Kids, though they rebel against structure, they need it and they want it, and they keep coming back for it. We have to think outside the box when it comes to parental involvement and community engagement. And so by working with the facilitators, they realized some significant gains. Specifically, the reading scores went up 19.4 points to 51%, and math 44 points to 90%, meeting or exceeding ISAT. They're excited about the boxing, the physical fitness. You know, they want to show who's macho and who's the strongest. But I think when they come, they get more than what they bargained for. They help us out with more than just boxing in school. They help us out with like, everything in life. So it gives me hope for the future that because even though we can't save them all, if we could save some, I think we've done our part. The Ring of Hope program is currently being supported by local businesses in the community. So if you'd like more information on how you can donate or volunteer your time, just log on to our website at abc7chicago.com. Coming up, Charles Thomas introduces us to a woman who is working feverishly to change the city's architectural landscape. Hello and welcome back to the show. Chicago has produced some exceptional talent in the field of architecture, starting with the legendary Daniel Burnham. Today, this male-dominated industry is taking a backseat to some wonderful women of color who are stepping out in the forefront. In our next story, we introduce you to a local woman behind the 264,000-square-foot building known as the Modern Wing. Take a look at this. When the Art Institute of Chicago decided to expand the museum, they looked to Italian architect Renzo Piano for his expertise in global vision. However, what many don't know is that the Renzo Piano Building Workshop worked in tandem with the Chicago-based firm Interactive Design Aid Architects, headed by this woman, Dina Griffin. Renzo Piano was selected as a design architect, and the Art Institute they were our client prior to this. 
and they thought we would be a good fit. In May 2009, the Art Institute's modern wing opened after a much anticipated wait. This spacious facility is equipped with galleries on all three floors, an education center in Main Street known as Griffin Court. The elaborate design and concept also boasts a top floor that features a flying carpet that filters light for the galleries and the exhibits. From day one, it was a true collaboration. This project was years in the making and certainly has been one of the many highlights in Dina Griffin's career. When I do drive by the Modern Wing, it's amazing to know that we had a hand in that, that our firm, our 10-person firm, was integral to building this, this project. You fill up with pride. There's nothing more I can say. It's just nothing but pride. A University of Illinois graduate, Dina Griffin began her career working for other firms until she accepted her current position. I said, you know what, this is the place to be. If I'm going to be able to work on buildings, and it seemed like a nice group of people, and I got here and haven't looked back since. Dina Griffin's firm was also responsible for designing a new elementary school on the south side that achieved LEED certification silver rating. Dina Griffin has recently been featured in several publications, and although she's grateful for the publicity, she still walks with humility and grace. I sometimes forget that I have that influence, and it's kind of humbling. Currently a member of the American Institute of Architects and National Organization of Minority Architects, Dina is one of 262 black architects in the United States which makes her extremely proud. I know that there are a number of young black architects, mostly female, who want to go into this profession, who enter in the profession, but for some reason or another, they're not staying, and, and I'm not really sure why that is. So it's a challenge to figure out why, and I think the onus is on those of us who are in the profession to make sure that we kind of pave the way. She has received many accolades but knows that her success is only possible with the help of her devoted team. I just want our firm to be known as a firm that takes care of their clients, but also relies on their professionalism. Dina's confident that the sky is the limit and hopes her next project will be a skyscraper that stands boldly in the Chicago skyline. Of course, I want our firm to um, build a high rise in the city of Chicago. <laughs> And every architect wants that. Until that day, Miss Griffin and her other colleagues will continue to build on their legacy all across the city and throughout the country. The future for me is to continue to spearhead this firm and to do more community work and more giving back. And I'm trying to make sure that I, I do pay my dues. Dina Griffin's projects also include Lincoln Park Zoo, Catholic Charities, the University of Chicago, and the list goes on and on. So if you'd like more information about Interactive Design 8 Architects, just log on to our website at abc7chicago.com. We've got to take a short break, but when we come back, Karen Jordan will introduce us to some designers looking to tempt us with a little bit of food and fashion. Hi, and welcome back to Heart and Soul. 
When it comes to food and fashion, Chicago has plenty to brag about. Some of the country's top chefs and designers have mastered their crafts right here. In this next segment, we meet some relatively young entrepreneurs who are taking care of business. When you think of top chefs in Chicago, there are a few standouts that come to mind. Rick Bayless, Stephanie Izard, and Art Smith. Hoping to get to that magnitude is the restaurateur behind the newly established Olympia Fields restaurant that bears her name. Hi, I'm Gialisha Carter and welcome to GL Soul. In business since June 2010, Geo Soul has been pampering patrons with its tantalizing cuisine that provides meals that are filling and full of flavor. Geo Alicia is a working chef who prides herself on putting her all into her works of art. We have Creole pasta, we have salmon satay, we have jerk salmon, we have traditional hummus, we have Hungarian short ribs. We try to incorporate all of the world in the menu. Her story is one of passion and genuine love for cooking that began at a very early age. I've been cooking since I was six years old. I can remember like frying my grandfather bologna sandwiches and scrambling eggs. I mean, ever since I was able to reach the oven. Cooking is just truly the time when family comes together in the kitchen. It's truly a time when you get to talk to family. When I was 18, my mother, I did not have a choice um, but to go to Job Corps. It allowed me to work for the Four Seasons. It allowed for me to, you know, always have really good customer service skills, to have a trade. I learned my way around the kitchen in the culinary arts department that they had. So once I opened up the restaurant, again, it was an opportunity to give back to those same students. Gio Alicia is grateful to her family because she knows this seed has now blossomed into a thing of beauty. When I think about my legacy, I like for my legacy to be that I dreamed big, that I prayed long, and I worked even harder. And just to know that the game of chance, it favors the prepared mind. Now we go from the south suburbs to the north side, where we pay a visit to some fashion gurus who are serious about dressing the urban sophisticate for success. Welcome to Sir and Madam, styling the urban sophisticate. In Ukrainian Village, there's a boutique that aims to please no matter how old you may be. This retail outlet that began in July 2010 was the vision of this husband and wife team. Sir and Madam is a representation of my wife and I. We're really in the classic, but we're not classic like old vintage, like super old vintage classic. We like classic with a twist. My mom and dad always said that I would do like entrepreneurial things like I'd go buy two packs of baseball cards, go through them, pick out the good ones, sell them enough to go buy four packs of baseball cards. I think I've always had that. I've always known that I've wanted to have my own business some way, you know, some form or fashion. Here at this location, you can find an assortment of bags, accessories, classic wardrobe pieces, and novelty items that were all made in the U.S. My vision for Sir and Madam is just to be established as a quality lifestyle brand. You know, just to be that, that go-to years from now where it's like, okay, you need that classic piece with a twist, we're your go-to for that. Recently, this charming duo traveled to Las Vegas to market their brand at one of the merchandise shows. No matter what the economy or future holds, these business-savvy individuals know that through hard work, 
anything is possible. Like this is a brand. If it's not clothing, I want it to be hotels, coffee shops, restaurants, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. That's kind of what I want to do. Although they've only been in business for less than a year, these determined individuals are looking to expand their brand in the near future. Now, if you'd like to find out where you can go to support these businesses, just log on to our website at abc7chicago.com. Coming up, find out what all the buzz is about at this Chicago high school. Welcome back, everybody. If you watch television, you've noticed there are many campaigns that target the tobacco industry and its advertisement to children. Here in Chicago, there are organizations determined to warn teenagers about the dangers and health risks associated with smoking. Here's Charles Thomas with a look at an unconventional approach one area group has developed. Whether you're watching TV, surfing the internet, or reading a magazine, you can't help but notice the influence hip-hop has on our society. So let the truth be told. Don't let the heaven crumble. Here in Chicago, there's a group called Hip-Hop Detox that works closely with the Chicago Tobacco Prevention Project to inform youth about the dangers of smoking. This community-based organization was founded by an artist who believes in empowering children to make the right choices in life. It was an inspiration that came uh, initially because I knew that we could use our art form to help people. Did you know that approximately 20% of high school students and 6% of middle school students in the U.S. smoke? That's according to the Centers for Disease Control. Each day, nearly 3,600 people between the ages of 12 and 17 try smoking a cigarette for the first time and continue the habit until they are adults. Many of the people of color suffer from bronchitis, asthma, and other uh, lung diseases that are caused either by directly smoking cigarettes or by secondhand smoke. Knowing that billions of dollars have been spent to get planted into the minds of the students that we're about to affect, I get charged because this is real war. This is, is just verbal and, and visual. Everybody's not gonna cheer, really. You didn't come here to get a chair, you came here to wake up. Hip Hop Detox has also been devoting their time to a number of other causes that deal with the social and emotional issues that plague these teens. Throughout the year, this multi-talented group of artists who all share a passion for educating and empowering young people travels across the city and country to various schools enlightening them on a variety of subjects. Today, we caught them at Dunbar Vocational Career Academy talking to an auditorium full of students about their role in stopping the use of tobacco-related products. When we do hip-hop detoxes and see the reactions of the youth, we are actually telling them some stuff that their parents should have told them or that the community should have uh, implanted in them as they were growing up. Their hour-long workshop targets elementary and high school-age students who are easily influenced. During this session, teens hear the statistics, see the visuals, and discover what chemicals and products make up the ingredients of cigarettes. We give them answers to the puzzle of life. 
and we help them to become critical thinkers in ways that they've never experienced before because this is a non-judgmental process. Nicotine ate on the liquor. It did his body wicked and self-inflicted. His soul is about to get evicted. Once they've captured the students' attention, the troupe then educates them lyrically through a rap or spoken word that tells personal stories of how cigarette smoking has impacted their lives negatively. How many of you all live in a household where somebody smokes square or cigarettes or some type of tobacco problem in your house? They trying to get these kids to understand like if you do that, you not only putting your life in jeopardy, but you like, you getting other people sad because you're going because you're choosing to live this lifestyle. At the program's end, teens walk away with more knowledge than they bargained for, which makes the artists extremely proud. You can expect excitement, you can expect fun, you can expect information, you can expect encouragement, you can expect empowerment, and you can most definitely expect communications coming from all various levels where we're touching the spirit, mind, emotion, and body of anyone that's in the environment of a hip-hop detox, truth without boundaries. The message is completely impactful and effective. What the students take away is there's actually somebody that's telling us the truth, but we're becoming so successful because the community and the family are not as successful in telling them the same thing, which is the truth. The Chicago Tobacco Prevention Project is committed to raising efforts specifically targeting minorities. Recently, they funded $2.5 million to organizations like Hip Hop Detox. Well, that is the end of our show. We hope you enjoy the stories as much as we love sharing them with you. And if you'd like more information about the show or you'd like to suggest a story, just log on to our website at abc7chicago.com and look for Heart and Soul. On behalf of Charles Thomas and Karen Jordan, thanks for watching. We hope to see you next time on another edition of Heart and Soul.